Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is Beth. And this is Chelsea. And we are the Moms with Attitude. So it's been a it's been a crazy week, I would say, <clears throat> yep, for, for both sure. of us. So, like, what we like to do at the beginning of each episode is just do some catch up because you know we don't spend every single minute together. Yeah, we have busy lives. Busy lives. So. I'll talk about kind of what I've been doing for the last week, and then uh, Chelsea can talk about what she has been doing, which she's been very, very busy. Um, so I had, uh, over the weekend, I had my oldest daughter's oh, ninth yeah. birthday party. And so on Saturday, we had a group of her friends come over for a sleepover. Mm. And that was uh, fun, but also very exhausting. <laughs> Tyler and I looked at each other at one point and we're like, we both had massive headaches. And so I was like, if you need to go take a break, it's fine. So my oldest daughter really loved the Olympics this year. And we ended up doing an Olympic themed birthday party. This is hilarious. Where we actually had like 10 games that they had that they had to do and we kept score wow. after each game and then we ultimately had a winner at the end and it and wasn't so, the birthday girl so we had some issues because uh-huh. my oldest is very competitive Ooh. um but uh Ultimately, in the end, she actually did win only by one point Okay. to, like, her uh, oldest friend. that she's, she's known the longest out of her friend group. Um, so she had 49 points, and the other little girl had 48, and it was just neck and neck. Was anybody really upset? So <clears throat> no one was really upset because, I mean, they all got a prize. Oh. So, you know, it's kind of like everyone gets a participation trophy. Yeah. So we didn't want anyone to think that they couldn't, you know, get something, but whoever won the games was able to pick their prize first. first. Okay. So they were poppets, which oh, okay. is like obviously it's just exciting. Just the new thing mm-hmm. and um the vein of my existence, I feel like cuz we have a million poppets like yeah. more than they will ever play with. Yeah. I don't understand the puppet thing. I, yeah, I don't either. So that lasted until 10 a.m. on Sunday. So they stayed the night. Um, one little girl did get up and have to leave early. Like she left at like 1.30, which, you know, I just felt so bad. In the morning? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And, you know. So. I can relate. Paisley, yeah. Paisley definitely can relate. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. Um, so, yeah, so that was uh, – Saturday and then Sunday, she had her actual birthday and we just did a family party. Um, and I don't know about you, Chelsea, but whenever my kids have birthdays, it's always like, you know, I mean, it's time to reflect, of course, about where they were and then, you know, how far they've come, mm-hmm. obviously, as from a baby to, you know, their age that they're at at the time. But I actually went on a run with my oldest on Saturday and she rode her bike 4.62 miles, which is the longest that she's or the furthest she's ever gone. And then as we were biking, she was biking and I was running. I just started thinking about, you know, like for me, it's more about 
the the people that aren't here that aren't going to get to see her grow up and not going to get like too emotional here. But I was thinking about, you know, just the ones that were here whenever she entered the world and the ones that aren't here whenever she's at the age she is. And so sounds like a depressing birthday. (laughs) It it was not a depressing birthday. It was, um, it was just, you know, I think a thought that I feel like I have on each one of my kids birthdays and, you know, it's, it's a joyful moment, but I think in some regard, it can also be a little sad because of, you know, I mean, again, the people in my life that aren't here anymore, but we had a great time. I did not depress her with any of my <laughs> any of my thoughts. I did not tell her any of that. But um, and then we just you know enjoyed uh, family time. And of course, she got a million and one presents more than she actually needed, always um, or will ever play with. Right. Um, but yeah, and then just work has been really crazy the last week. Um, I feel like I've had, you know, more positions opening and, you know, more opportunity uh, for people to join the company. And so it's been, you know, it's been a, a really challenging uh, week, I would say. But I am excited because um, I will be going on vacation in two days and I am like, bring on the Florida sun yeah. and the beach and all the be Disney so stuff. So um so yeah, it's a, it's been a crazy week, but I always think that the weeks before you take a vacation seem to always be like the craziest, mm-hmm. and the most stressful, whether it's because you're trying to like get prepared for your trip or just you're winding down, you know, with work and with me, you know, moving it over to somebody else for a week. And so anyway, so that's what I've been doing this last week. What have you been doing, Chelsea? Well, so last week was a wild one, getting prepared to take the high school team I coached to nationals um, in Florida, Orlando. And so we had a show off on Monday for the parents. And then uh, one, basically one day at the studio, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, packing and getting ready. And then we left Thursday morning and went to Orlando. And we were there until last night. We flew home and um, it was really fun. It was it was a lot of fun. A lot more fun than I expected to have and um, a great experience. We only took one kid to urgent care. So that's good. And that's a success. Yeah, we got to go to Universal, which I had never been before. I'd been to Disney a bunch, but I've never been to Universal. And it had like the most amazing rides that are crazy wild roller coasters that go like 70 miles an hour oh my gosh yeah I had one um entire boob fall out <laughs> of my outfit it was a tank top if you're wondering and it it came completely out while sitting next to a tourist from I think I don't know where she was from um a different country so before I assume anything but our voices were different and um but it was fun and um, it poured down rain like the last 30 minutes that the park was open. And I thought I was going to thug it out and not put on a poncho 
because a whole <laughs> team put a poncho on. And you were going to be the cool cat. And I was just kind of like just being lazy. And I was just sitting there. I don't even want to get up and go buy it. And I didn't care. As I was like, it's just rain. I had a sunburn at that point. The sunburn is so bad. My whole body is like a lobster. Um, and I didn't meet my lobster. I'm the lobster. <laughs> and um, so... I thought I was going to suck it out, so I did. And I walked in the rain quickly, probably the fastest I walked the whole time we were at Universal. <laughs> and then um, she got some overwhelming need. She said she thought I was going to catch pneumonia, so she ran into a store and got me a poncho and gave oh, it to me. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, she was Very like, I sweet. really just didn't want to hear you complaining the next day because you had pneumonia. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. So we made it back. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's some exciting, funny stories in there. Um, okay. I saw a video that you posted of you all getting in a bus. Did yes. you guys take a bus or did you fly? Oh, we, so we flew, but a bus picked us up okay. at the airport. Okay. We took the team, the, the bus was really fancy. So it was fun. Um, and then we, like, took the whole team. We, like, I didn't personally. But um, we went to, like, the steakhouse that was, like, Mahogany's. Like, the oh. entire team. Oh, that's very fancy. I mean. Of you guys. I had no idea Bartlesville rolled like that. But we did. That's crazy. I was, I was shocked myself. And. Um, was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was, it was great steak, and we could not drink on the trip because yeah. we were shop running. High yeah, I mean, we were on the clock basically. Right. So, yeah. apparently, you can't drink on the clock. Yeah, I mean, there's this weird rules around that. Yeah. Well, I'm self employed, so when I have to follow other people's rules, <laughs> sometimes like, it's, it's tough for me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we flew southwest, which I actually don't normally fly because. I, I like to know where I'm sitting. Mm -hmm. So that whole situation is really stressful. <laughs> it's like the rat race to get to the... It is really stressful. To the, uh, either like inside, you know, um, window seat mm -hmm. or even the... Just by someone you know, <laughs> you know? Just to sit by someone you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're like... I think I was, I was telling Chelsea earlier, we're Southwest, like, loyal yeah. so customers. Funny. And I think it's primarily because, you know, I mean, you know, we, we have a Southwest card and like all of that. And, um, but we just have always really liked Southwest and everyone's always so very friendly and mm. nice and you can well, check your bags for free, which you can't on other airlines. Yes. So yeah, the bag for free thing is definitely a huge plus. And I would say this. Everyone on the plane was really nice, but the people checking us in to go onto the plane, you know, if your mask wasn't exactly where it was supposed to be, they they thought they were funny and would say stuff to you about it. And I didn't think it was funny at all, you know? So it wasn't like covering my whole nose. It's coming like half my nose. <laughs> and he was like, we can't take you like that. I was like, so right. was that the the flight attendant 
on the actual plane or no. like when you're checking in or like yeah, giving him your ticket. ticket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was that. Okay. It was that guy. He's like, we can't take you like that. Instead of like, can you just get your mask up? Yeah. So I just looked at him and I think he wanted me to be defiant the way he looked at me. Like, oh, I'm really going to get this one. And I just scooted my mask up and walked on. But yeah. So that part was intense. And then I did have one of my good friends, Stephanie, asked me if I was always like that. If like, um, um, if the teacher said, get a pencil out and you had a pen. And I didn't, I don't think that I was, was I? I just think that you don't like people telling you like what to do. Yeah, that's and so, true. So in that same, I mean, that's somebody telling you what to do. Yeah. And so. That's probably true. Yeah. So I think that that's like a good example of yeah a flight attendant saying put your mask up a little bit and yeah it was really his tone his approach i was sunburned annoyed you know there was just a few elements going into that and i just was that was like on the way home yeah it was on the way already like yeah i did it right on the way there right i think heck they may have said something then too so you uh you had already like spent four or five days in Orlando, mm-hmm. you're like you said, sunburned, tired and just yeah, ready to get for sure to your house. Yeah. So the end of trips are always the worst. Yeah. Like because there's excitement to get home, but then there's like the whole process of getting home. Yeah. And it, it was pretty seamless though. I will say that. We didn't no delays, nothing. That's nice. All of our meals were taken care of. It was really a seamless trip. The only part that wasn't seamless, and I'm going to apologize if you're watching, but not really, or listening, but not really. <laughs> so, on the way home, I mean, just the name of the game when you commit to a competition team, and I'm the coach, and my other coach was with me. We had to go straight to work last night. Mm-hmm. We got off the plane, went straight to the studio. And three dancers, we compete next weekend, and three dancers had to do that as well. And... They just decided to start crying hysterically. Why? Because they were tired and they wanted to go home? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of work for them to do and then immediately have to go yeah. straight to work. Yeah. As adults, we understand that. Uh-huh. But as, like, teenagers, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Chelsea has no. It's hard to make the commitment. No, I actually understood the thought process. I understood how they felt, but the reality is they made a choice like the week f- prior to not come. So they really hadn't been at dance because the week before that it had snowed. Mm-hmm. And so they were missing a lot of dance and we compete soon and next week's spring break. Mm-hmm. So everyone's gone. Yeah. This is it. This yeah. crunch time, you know, yeah. I felt like that was enough, but um, they hadn't t- like they had a different, they had different perspective yeah. and the tears were, are intense. I had no idea. So I, did you make them still yeah. cry, like dance through the, the tears? Well, no, they um they just cried at the airport before uh, <laughs> before we got on the plane. Because you were like, as soon as we get off the plane, we're going straight to the studio and uh, you girls are gonna be perfecting what you didn't do here. Kind of, but it's different, you know, studio and team. Mm-hmm. But they had dried it up by the time they got to the studio. Yeah. So. Did you show them, like, the end of Save the Last Dance? 
like the clip. I mean, it felt like it was yeah, needed. It was but... that that was definitely something you need to pull out of your pocket yeah. next time this happens and say, "Hey, Julia Stiles didn't cry whenever she fell." Yep. And was auditioning for Juilliard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so other than that, everything I think it was good. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Um well, I'm excited because we're going to Disney, too, yeah, this Friday. next week for spring break because it'll be spring break in Oklahoma. And so we get to go to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, which I haven't been to Disney since I was like four. Mm. And Tyler, I think it's been a while also. And then, of course, my kids have never been. Yeah, they're going to love it. So they're going to have so much fun. And the I'm excited to see, like, Animal Kingdom. Um, and they're not, like, roller coaster kids. Like, mm. we took our oldest on um, a roller coaster ride in Branson. And I, I do blame my husband for her fear of roller coasters now. Because when we went to Branson, it was freezing outside and we went to go see all the Christmas lights and stuff. Cause they're at silver dollar city. Right. Their lights are really cool. They have like over 2 million lights there. Yeah. And so it's super cool. So we went and we hung out, but it was like 30 degrees and they won't let the roller coasters, like the outside roller coasters go. If the track, if it's below freezing. Hmm. So we were limited on what we could do. And there's this one, roller coaster it's called fire in the hole and it's an indoor roller coaster mm -hmm. have you guys ever done anything like that at silver dollar well no but there are indoor ones at universal okay so, so it's pitch black dark yeah in there so we get in and i think my oldest was i think she was five she was tall enough to ride it so she was tall enough to ride it because i mean at silver dollar you know a lot of their like roller coasters are kind of geared towards like i think kind of her uh, height uh -huh. um so she was tall enough to ride it and then um so we get in and she's fine at first and it's like again she can't see anything and so we go all the way down to the first drop and it's basically like you can't see anything and you see this like sign above you that says like, watch out and acting like you're going to hit the top of it. Oh, and then right. it just drops. Uh -huh. And with her being only five and she of course was little, um, she like, I think kind of like caught you know, air. She caught air. Yeah. <laughs> and so she literally screamed the entire ride. And I was the one that was sitting next to her. And she was just like, get me off this roller coaster. And yeah. oh my gosh. Was, I definitely scream the entire time on yeah. roller coasters, though. Well, I do too, but hers was like fear. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yours is probably like. No, it's it, fear. Oh, it's fear. It's fear. I actually hate them. Okay. Yeah. So no, it was definitely fear. Interesting that you went on. I couldn't think about it. I was with high schoolers and I wanted to go, but I was scared the whole time. Yeah. So, um, I didn't watch my mouth at all. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I was like literally just screaming or the other times I was talking myself through the process. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we eventually got off the roller coaster and 
I'm pretty sure my husband felt like the worst dad in the world mm. because he was the one that really wanted to go on it because he had like such great memories as a child. Mm. And um, for him, it was, you know, awesome. But for her, it was not so much. So she refuses to do roller coasters. roller coasters. But my hope is that she'll grow out of that mm. and that even some of the smaller ones will be able to do um we'll be able to do whenever we go to disney yeah so yeah hopefully but i'm just excited to be at the beach and just you know yeah it'll be fun hang out so so on our first episode we talked a little bit about our current relationship status and you know where each one of us stand and just kind of the trials and tribulations, I guess, a little bit of what we've been through in our lives when it comes to relationships. So I kind of thought it would be fun for us to dive into that a little bit more um, so that our listeners can have an understanding of when I say I met my lobster, what that means, which I think I explained it pretty well in the first episode, but you didn't, um, you know, can definitely expand on it. So since Chelsea and I have known each other since high school and since our freshman year of high school, we have seen each other through a lot of relationships. So whether that's high school relationships, um, relationships in college, again, marriages, um, and, uh, unfortunate divorce. Um, but I think what listeners want to hear about is, you know, what our current status is and and where we stand right now. So, um, so if you want to talk about your status, status, my baby mama's status, well, that's the status (laughs) life partner with no promises. Here we are 2022. Um, no, so like talk about how you guys met. Okay. So, um, my wonderful friend here, Elizabeth, um, used to work at a facility that doesn't give you any time off. And, (laughs) and, uh, that's, that's where my significant life partner works. And, Um, she, you know, there was a time where I was just kind of wanting to make more money. So, um, getting just like a part-time job along with the studio as a single mom, just trying to make it all work. And we have an expensive lifestyle, I would say. And, (laughs) um, so I had applied a few times at her work because they do have some, some interesting positions that are flexible. So, uh, I went in for an interview at her work and she, uh, introduced me to the, the people sitting around her and thought, uh, one of her coworkers would be a, a good fit for me. So, um, well, hold on. I got to stop right there. Okay. So before she came in for her interview, I actually had thought that they would make a good match Mm -hmm. prior to that. So I had text Chelsea was like, Hey, I have this guy for you. 
um, you know, potential, like you guys should meet, told her a little bit about him. And then I also told her significant other the same thing and asked Chelsea if I could share her contact information with her significant other. Mm -hmm. And she gave him my high school phone number. <laughs> Chelsea's had like two, two phone numbers. Two. And so Just in my clear. phone, I have, I have both phone numbers still. And I, I accidentally gave him the incorrect number. Um, but needless to say, he did text her and then she did not text him back. Because, I can't imagine why. Because, you know, we later found out that he was texting the wrong number. And so he came back the next, it was like the next day or a couple yeah. days later, was like super salty about it. And yeah. was like, your friend ghosted me. And it's true. All this. And I just was like crying. I'm like, she would never do that. Yeah. And anyway, so then, then she came in for her interview uh -huh. and continue on. Okay. So then I met. Him. At that point, I had no idea. I don't think maybe that he had. Maybe I did know because Beth had said he texted you and I never got it. So I guess I probably thought he didn't really ever text me. He was just lying to Beth. And he swore that he had and so on and so forth. So I didn't get the job. It's whatever. They were a little uptight there. And <laughs> um. Finally, he decided he would actually text the right number, and we ended up talking a lot once we got each other's numbers, and, you know, we hit it off pretty good. He's yeah. pretty funny. He's very funny. Yeah, yeah. he's a pretty funny dude. So, um, and she had this other friend. This is the part I think is hilarious. She had this other friend that went to lunch with me before um, I interviewed and he is um, really hip on fashion. And he told Tony that he was going to have to step his game up. <laughs> because. Oh, I love it. Uh, and then Tony, you know. And, and in this other guy's defense, um, you know, Tony's wardrobe probably hadn't been updated in a hot minute. He needed some help a little bit, a little, yeah. A little adjusting. Now, yeah. that was at this point three years ago. So, um, I've, I've taken care of that. And his wardrobe gets updated often. So, anyways, so we went out to lunch um, at Charleston's. And I listened to the people's conversation next to us because it was really interesting. And he kept talking. He was very HR. You know, he's very polite. And he was, I just am nosy. So, I like to listen to everything mm -hmm. around me. So, yeah. Which is also a pretty, like, HR thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually not very aware. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we left, and then I know, like, when he got back to the office, I was told that they were like, did you kiss her? And he was like, it was our first date. She gave me a side hug. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, but then. Um, he I don't think I asked that. Okay. I think it was just, so. Let me let me kind of paint a picture for you. Okay. So at the time, our uh, office floor was actually being remodeled. And so there were five of us sharing one office. We had um, fold up tables as our desk. Hmm. And yeah. so, I mean, there were 
there was another female in there and then there were three guys. And so it was five people and we were all senior recruiters. And so we were in that situation for like, I don't know, six to eight months. And I mean, you know, when you are like sharing a very, very tight space with each other, you like, you learn a lot about people. And so, um, so just wanted to paint the, paint the picture. Yeah. Well, so he, then we went on a date. It went well. We talked a lot. It went well. And then about a month in, he bachelored me and took me on like this amazing date. And I was like trying to decide if it was real life or not. And it was really amazing. So he bachelored me. And then about a month and a half, month and a half-ish later, we decided that it was time to have a child. <laughs> uh, I don't really man. think that you guys decided that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that God decided. There were other powers that decided that for you. So. Yeah. So, yeah. The rest is history. Life <laughs> partners forever, but no promises. Oh my gosh. So, I remember when Chelsea, you know, obviously, like, Hooking them up, never thought that, that a month and a half, two months in, that we would be getting a, another little uh, friend out of this. But um, I remember when Chelsea texted me <laughs> and told me that she was pregnant and I was in my bathroom, like getting ready to go to like a school thing or a lunch or something. And she just texts me these like pictures of her ultrasound <laughs> and I'm on the phone with her at the same time. And she's like, look at your text messages. I was like, I was honestly concerned because whenever you called, you had this like tone. Oh, bro. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like she's sick. Like she's sending me like photos. Like I was just very yeah. nervous. Huh. And so I, you know, open up the text messages and there are like two or three ultrasound photos. And I just was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I think I had like a moment of panic for like a couple seconds. And then I just got very excited because I know that, you know, you had always wanted another child and there was a little bit of a struggle to like yeah. have another child. And I just kind of thought that, you know, like, this is such a God thing that mm -hmm. you were able to, like, get pregnant yeah. when there had been times that you weren't able to. True. And so I think that that was pretty amazing. And yeah. So, but again, did not ever anticipate, which I know you did not either, mm -mm. that that's what it would come. And so the, the hard part for me was, like, you sent me that picture and then... The next day I had to jump on, no, maybe I, I didn't know before the bachelorette party for our friend, right? I'm pretty sure that's maybe the weekend that. Yeah, I don't remember. If I think about it. So I actually was going to the wedding of our friend that weekend and I had to be very quiet because Chelsea mm. was, you know, newly pregnant. Yeah. I'm still in her first trimester. And so I went to the wedding of our college friend in Atlanta and I knew this like 
huge like information about our, you know, our really good mutual friend, but I just couldn't share it. And I was just, I was busting at the seams. So, um, yeah, it was crazy. It was very crazy. That's for sure. So the journey started there and there's so much probably to be told, but, um, yeah, it wasn't an easy road the entire time. He noted had never been married, had no kids, never really lived with a female. Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up in the hospital a little early for about six weeks. And that was an interesting road. He he was quite the trooper there. Um yeah, and then uh, we bought a house. Yeah, you like bought a house and had a baby in the same week. True. Which signed like, on it. Yeah. 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 So I think you, if I'm remembering correctly, I think you guys closed on your house like the like, day before. The day before you had Grayson. Yeah. It was like the craziest. Yeah. I mean, lots of like, lots of big major stuff like happening. For sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you've definitely had a journey yep. with your significant other, mm-hmm. and I'll talk a little bit about mine. Mine's not as fun, <laughs> but it actually is interesting. So um, I think people, I think sometimes people are surprised when they hear Tyler and I's like story, but then not um, with, I think for the people that really know me. So I had been dating a guy for like a few years, I think. And then we broke up. Remember Brett? You hated Brett. Mm -hmm. Um, So he moved to Houston and the plan was for me to go to Houston with him. Mm. And so I quit my job, um, but had given a pretty good notice because at the time I was a nanny and I wanted that family to be able to find someone to, you know, that they felt comfortable caring for the little boy. So Brett ended up going to Houston, I think in like September. And then the plan was for me to go in January. So I'd already given them notice. It was again, a lengthy notice and he just like ghosted me. So he stopped calling. And then this was probably like maybe two or three weeks Um, after he had moved, he just like, you know, like your status on Facebook was like so important at the time, but he, um, removed our relationship status from his Facebook page that he was single. So that's how I learned that he broke up with me was via Wow. I actually didn't know that. I didn't remember it. So, um, so that was you know, obviously a really heartbreaking time because I thought we were going to get married and like all this stuff. So he uh, just said, you know, we were grown apart, la, 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 like whatever, and just wanted a fresh start in Houston. I was like, you know, there's probably other ways that you could have had this conversation with me. Luckily, my you know nanny job was secure and they were great. So obviously I stayed. And I just took some time off from like dating. Um, I maybe dated a little bit during that year after uh, Brett and I I broke up. And that's kind of how I reconnected with my husband is 
I was, I got really into running Yeah. during that time. Very much so. so. Yeah. Like very into running, um, where I, like I planned and scheduled things around like my running routine. So that was a little neurotic of me. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I was like, I met a friend and we, we would run together like every day and I kind of dated off and on of like this one guy, um, but nothing really ever serious. And then um, in the fall of the following year, I was training for my first marathon and I was on a bike ride because it was a Sunday and Sunday was, was for cross training days. So I was on a bike ride with this close friend of mine and um, I saw my future husband Um, he actually had like a beard and I didn't really recognize him because I had known my husband in a academic setting. So, so he was my, this is where people think it's kind of funny. He was my, um, I guess he was like a A TA or a TA whenever I was in college. Yeah. Um, for the call it the business college. And so he was my teacher, I guess, um, at one point. And I always thought he was cute and, you know, all this stuff. He was like a big runner and he always talked about, you know, his marathons and stuff. And I just thought, Oh, that's so cool. So anyway, so like fast forward, like three and a half, four years later, we, I see him running on this local, um, trail system that we have. And I'm like, I think I know him. I think I recognize him, but I couldn't really put it together. And then I, then I saw him again Hmm. on the same, like on the same ride, the same run that he was on. And I was like, that's my old teacher. And so I got on Facebook and figured out that we were like connected. So we had connected whenever I was in college and I sent him a message. So I was like the pursuer. But in my message, it was kind of like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I was in your class and um, I stalk you when you run. Yeah, I stalk you. Yep. So he uh, so I just like talked to him and asked him questions about running because I'm like, this is a good. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously something we have in common. So he messaged me back. He took like two or three days to message me back. And I was just like, I'm such an idiot. Like, I can't believe I did that. And come to find out, like after the fact, he said that he was like talking to his friends after he got my message was like, do you think she's interested in me? And like, was like trying to figure out if it was like a friendship thing. And they were all like, no dude, like she's, she's totally into you. So anyway, so he writes me back and we just like, started communicating via Facebook. And so I still have all of the Facebook messages that we started out with. Oh, that's cute. And then a week later, we were like, let's go meet up and talk or, you know, obviously see each other in person and then um, watch the Oklahoma State, which is where we, we both went to college and watch them play. So we met up at a bar. All of his friends were supposed to be there. I was supposed to have some friends there. Everyone canceled that day. And so it was kind of like, should we still do this? Should we not? Cause it was, we didn't want it to be awkward with just us two, but we ended up meeting and we had the best time. Like we talked, I don't even think we really watched the game. And then we went to Oktoberfest after that. So Oktoberfest has always kind of been like our 
first sort of date. And what's really funny is Tyler didn't have any money. He only had like his credit cards. And at Oktoberfest, you can only pay with cash at the time. I mean, this was like 2009. Um, So I didn't have like, you know, like any cool square or anything like that. So I had cash. And so I had to actually pay for him on on our first date. Oh, wow. So, um, so we met up or, you know, we, we went to Oktoberfest. We met up with some of his friends there. So I got to meet his old college roommate and his wife. And so that was, you know, it was a lot of fun. And then the rest is really kind of history. So we, we started dating in October. I went to a wedding of his friends like in November. And that's kind of whenever we were like officially boyfriend and girlfriend and then he and I moved in together in January. And Nuh-uh. so, uh-huh. It was all very fast. I didn't know. So, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, um, very fast. And then we got engaged that following June. And so. So we, you weren't really, you didn't even date a year? Uh-uh. Before you got engaged? Yep. So. Can we, Tyler talk to Tony? <laughs> so, yeah, I think. You know, with Tyler, he's a lot like Tony, I feel like, when it comes to he didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Like, he, I mean, he had his own house. Like, he kind of was living somewhat of a bachelor life, too. Um, All of his friends basically were married. And, um, you know, I think he was just kind of waiting for that perfect person. And... You know, and here I was. I like was always in his life in some way, but um, and kind of the same for me. So, so yeah, we got we got engaged after I think seven or eight months, and then we got married the following year. Um, and we've been married now for almost eleven years. So there you go. It's been it's definitely been a journey uh, with us. Um, we. We lived in the home that he purchased by himself um, until our oldest was three. And then we moved into a second home. We were in that home for exactly a couple weeks. Yeah, seriously. We were in that home for a year. And then we got told that the city that we live in was going to knock it down. And so they pulled eminent domain on us, which every time I tell that story, people are like, I've always heard about that, but never known anyone that actually goes through that, even real estate agents. So that was like our dream house. Like we had so many it plans. It was such a cool house. It was such a cool house. And we had so many plans for that home. And at the time we only had one kid and, you know, we were kind of thinking maybe we would have another, but um, it all kind of works out, I think, because the home that we live in now. Um, so our oldest had lived in three homes in her like about three years or four years of yeah. life. Um so the home that we have now is in a really great school district. And so, you know, again, I think it all works out the way that it's supposed to, but definitely very stressful whenever you're fighting with the city that you live in about fair market value of your home. And, you know, you're, you're given like a certain amount of time before you have to move. And then like the housing market was not great at that time. And so we were, you know, there were limited homes and the homes that we would find just did not kind of meet the level and standard that we had, because again, the home that we were in was like our dream house. And so, um, so it was really hard, but I think, you know, we've obviously learned a lot 
in the the last 11, almost 11 years that we've been married. And um, I guess it would be almost like 12 or 13 years that we've been together. But, you know, I think kind of Tyler and I have learned how to communicate with each other, which is always such a struggle, I think, in any relationship that you're in, because everyone has a different communication style and way that they go about it and how they receive information. Yeah, um, for sure. And so it's been, you know, we've, we've definitely had to work at that. And I think we read the love languages book in, um, it's in, helpful in premarital counseling. And oh, it, it yeah. really is because you under, you really do, I think, learn how to understand what is important to that person. Like, um, when it comes to, you know, like for Tyler, like words of affirmation is a really is number one, number two on his, um, uh, physical touch, you know, for me, it's like acts of service. So like, you know, I'm really big on, if you do a load of laundry, then that's to me like a big thing. And, um, where if you clean, you know, your bathroom or whatever. So, um, I think it's just, we've, we've, we definitely have had a lot of time to work through that, but we also know that, you know, it's not always perfect and it won't always, it won't ever be perfect. And um, I think the most important thing is to show our kids that, you know, what, uh, what a healthy relationship looks like. And since I have two girls, I think it's important for him to show like how they should be treated, how they should be treated. For sure. I agree with that a hundred percent. So anyway, so, okay. It's kind of the stories. Yeah. So those are the stories of our relationships and um, definitely appreciate all the listeners who continue to go on this journey with us. And uh, just a reminder, you can find us on, you know, Spotify. We are officially on Apple, which was like, I don't know when I got that email, it was probably like the most exciting day of my life. <laughs> and that's including getting married and having children. <laughs> Um, because I feel like I've worked, I worked so hard working with their support team on that. So thank you, Apple, for finally getting us out there. Um, and you can find, find us on, you know, Anchor and Stitcher and Google. Just remember if you like what you're hearing and five-star rating, you know, give us a five-star rating. Yeah. We, uh, we would love to hear any feedback. You know, we always post a question at, um, at the bottom of our episodes. So, you know, look at that question and uh, definitely give us some tips. And, you know, I think one thing is uh, what, what has really worked in your marriage and your relationships, you know, yeah. any advice that you can recommend for us and any books, um, anything like that. I think we would, any podcasts, any podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's my life right now. Our podcasts, <laughs> um, not just with ours, but just listening in general. Um, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, one of our friends or mutual friends. Her name is Shiloh Ferdonsky. She, um, sh- she's been listening and oh, she's okay. had great things to say and feedback and find things that, you know, yeah. are hilarious. Um, but she actually is, has her own business and she's, I don't know if, if you've all have heard, but if you haven't go check it out. It's called Bellamy and it's a skincare line, but they also have makeup and they have, um, uh, they have 
what is that flavored stuff that you can put in your water? Well, like an in, like an energy or fat burning. Yeah, it's stuff. A, yeah, and so I use it in my shakes, oh. but they have unflavored and they have like a lemon lime flavor. But anyway, so you guys should go check out her Instagram or her Facebook page. Um, she's got all of her stuff posted out there. I use Bellamy skincare, which I love. Um, absolutely love credit that for my wrink, my uh, lack of wrinkles that Chelsea has mentioned. Since she's had since she was seventeen. Since I've had since I was seventeen. So definitely, definitely go check her out. If you have questions, obviously you can message us on our uh, Instagram, which is at MWA Podcast, um, and I can get you hooked up with Shiloh. So anyone that you want to shout out or anything? Um, nothing off the top of my head. I mean. Um, way to go Bartlesville yeah, high yeah. school for, for their nationals placements. And, um, yeah, just look forward to, to next week. Yep. Next week's episode. All right. Well, until the next time, thanks again. Thank you.